Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We are two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which is sometimes peppery, sometimes salty, sometimes acidic, sometimes bitter, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi. Okay, you guys. So we are here to talk about Love During Lockup, Million Dollar Fantasy. It's season four, episode 52, or whatever it is that your TV or your app or your YouTube says, but mainly it's the title Million Dollar Fantasy. Chris, what did you think of this episode? Um, I Listen, I think that some people are surprise, surprise, fake. That's, you know, on brand for me. And so... That part's going to be hard for me to like, you know, remedy, but this is our cast of characters and, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for most of it, but you know, there are some familiar themes. We're going to get into it. So we'll start with Letitia and Keith. Um, so Letitia and Keith here, of course, we're just talking about if you're on Patreon, the middle, right? Third in uh, Letitia, we had ended on last time as being she gave me bridezilla vibes like there's something about her that like her presentation just is bridezilla to me like it just someone who you know is putting on like a van a vain show of how like fabulous she is it's a dated fabulousness and there's also drama in that she's like experiencing but here we are um so the shitster friend is named tj and she's off to the right of Letitia, and she's dressed like Wednesday, Wednesday Adams, like in a Wednesday Adams costume. Okay, that's her. I mean, I don't like that's what's happening with that person. And God bless. So then off to her, Letitia's, well, the Letitia's right, but it's our left. Okay, not to be confusing, is her other friend, Diana. Okay, and now TJ has just nonchalantly been like, well, you know, Diana fucked your man. And Letitia's like, bah, 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 bah. and that's how we had ended the last episode. And now we're going to pick up off of it. Uh, she goes, you fuck my husband. And then Deanna says, no, I would have told you what his dick looked like then. And this is both like, well, yes, yes, yes. And I love this moment a hundred percent because I like love the rationale that like, no, no. Well, of course, if I had, if I had seen a stick, of course, the first thing would have been like, oh, you mean that off to the side with the spot on the side? I don't even, I don't know what she would have said, but like, it made me in my, in my whole body be so happy in this girly moment for that. Um, and then, but I will also say this right after that, Letitia then says, why am I just now finding this out? But then she says, a few months ago, she was on the phone with Keith. Keith and her were FaceTiming and she was with Deanna and Keith sees Deanna and he goes, oh, you're with Deanna, my old girlfriend? And they both laugh. And then Letitia goes, what are you talking about? You know, and they're just like, oh, it was nothing. And they're just like, she moves on. Then this moment happens. And then she has the audacity to be like, why am I now just finding this out? When I'd be like, babe, you literally just told us a story how you found it out months ago. And you just pretended that it wasn't a thing but those two people honestly were like yeah what you know what i thought this episode was whack it was boo boo oh. um and the, the, that's one two lakeisha <laughs> and keith 
Keith in all of his photos, and if you can throw it up, you can you can show me. Throw it up. His photo is with a short a crop of hair. This man has very long dreads. So the photo that we're seeing is a photo of him, his very first, his very first like interaction with the law. It's kind of like Ray from Ray and Brittany of last season. And now we see this man with dreads almost down to his posterior, which means that this man has been in and out of jail for the last at least 15 years. Next, two. Um, Lakeisha is only upset because uh, the shit stirrer to her left with the black roots and blonde tips is stirring the pot. That's the only reason why it's happening. It's she already knew what happened, but now she's like, you fuck my man. And now she wants us all as a collective grown ass late thirties woman to believe that she is truly upset about her man of two years sleeping with a woman over 15 years ago when they were 15 or 16 years old. And I am calling BS. Letitia's here for the ratings. She's here for the follows. She is not upset about the fact that these two teenagers had sex more than 15 years ago. Not at all. She can throw her aside like, and well, it's because we haven't had sex. So, you know, it's because we haven't had sex. So that's, you know, it's because, it's, it's because of that. And then she, you know, like, LOL, the same reaction. She, she calls Marsha, who's, who's Keith's aunt, but younger aunt, who's one year actually older than uh, Letitia. So, like, they're friends, you know? And she's like, Marsha, why haven't you told... She calls her Aunt Marsha, which is, you know, a cute... Why didn't you tell me about this? And she's like, it's not a big deal. She's like, well, do you think they fucked? She's like, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, and like, it's funny because Deanna's like reaction to why they were together was literally just, and I will never know this because I was never this, but this is, this is like, I need people who can, who like, who relate to this statement. If you relate to this statement and I know there are people out there to just like go to our Instagram and tell me what this life is like. Deanna's like, well, yeah, he was cute. I was cute. We were just like the both like really hot people back then. So I was like, of course we like, you know, like started booing up. I won't ever like, there was never a time when I was like, well, I'm so hot. You're so hot. I know I'm hot. You know, you're hot. We both know we're hot. So hot, hot. It's like, that's what you get to do sometimes. That's just so funny to me. Well, Yes, you A, do get to do that. And B, also, she is a prime example. Both of them are prime examples of, like, people who were popular in high school and what happens to them afterwards. So if we want to put any validation to her words, we can. And then we can take, like, a, a couple steps back and realize that he's been in prison for the seventh time in his life. And she, while she isn't like on welfare with her 15 children, she is definitely like living a life. And I'm glad for her. I'm happy for her successes. However, you know, I can see that it's been a little rough for her. So I'm happy for them. I'm happy for who, where she is in her life. I'm happy that we get to see this all black lady, you know, sketch shows, tax or tax people situation i'm here for it i love it i love that the two girls were kikiing afterwards about how the cookie crumbled but the cookie crumbled and they started to giggle and laugh and thought it was the most i was here for i was here for these iowa black people black women to be on tv and be represented on the 90 day stage or love after lockup stage <laughs> same stage it's a sharp stage and yeah it's you're a, right sharp, it's a sharp stage 
Sharp stage. I agree. That's why I feel like I wrote down all their names. Later on, Carrie is the one outside. And Carrie, who really has no play in this other than the fact that she works there and she now has to work with her husband and she just kind of watches all happen with her espresso martini, is sort of just like, well, play is going to play. And then Tasia, again, Wednesday Adams, right? At the end of the scene, is just frantically wiping up her area. And, like, I don't know if she spilled something. I don't know if she, like, is fucking the owner. Like, why are you, you know, she's cleaning up that mess so hard and, like, does not care about the one that she created. Anyway. Uh, and then I think I meant that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say that I looked at Letitia and I was like, she and I, she and I have this very same, the same body. The same body. And I love to see representation of a little like Bansa, like a little a little belly that one might have roaming through these this earth, but still looking fly and sexy in a bodycon dress. All right. Are we ready to move on to the next couple? We definitely are. Okay. I want you I want you to know that as I was watching this episode and we talked about Andy and Brittany, mm-hmm. Chris. Her name is spelled B-R-I-T-T-E-N-Y. And that's not the that's not the French way, right? The French way is B-R-T-T-A-N-Y. Uh she's so, half Brittany, half she's half I know. Southern Brittany, half French Brittany. I know. What you wanted travesty. her to you wanted her to be French Brittany, but there was no A-N-Y. It was the E-N-Y. So we have this uh ex-cop Andy who thinks like he makes great decisions he so far in his life has like listen i have faced adversity and i'm killing it okay i'm killing it i'm doing my best and my best is good enough because it's my best so he goes to talk to his daughters and explain to his daughters about his choice and and of of woman to be in a relationship with and the daughters are like hmm Mm-hmm. yeah these daughters dropped some tea like and we were so happy for it because he wanted us to know yes he was a cop and she's an addict but you know like that's like what i think that he wanted to lean into and then we get the real real which feels more real than the other storylines right Wa? like didn't yeah. this feel like oh, fuck authentic yeah except for this part so he comes in and he's like hey guys and then he's like what are you guys doing and we're like we're cooking cookies and tea now all of that makes no sense cooking cookies no one cooks cookies okay you bake cookies no (laughs) one cooks tea boil tea we're making like make tea making cookies you don't you bake cookies okay so but already like suspect okay then there's a circle flat cookie thing where they blobbed cookies that all are so close together and perfect looking. And they're like, I don't know why I just, uh, that, that part of it was like, uh, what's happening with the cookie? What's happening with the cookie? I don't trust some cookies. (laughs) You know, when they said cookies and tea, it it was like, oh my god, that's exactly what I want at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm How a British tea. Of you. I How yeah, British. I can have tea without any sugar in it, and then have a sweet cookie. But what we got was like <laughs> macadamia nuts uh, t- cookies, not like a nice like chocolate chip or sugar or like maybe even a raisin if you're feeling daring. Um, we have a macadamia nut 
uh, pie-shaped cookie that they have to, like, cut up. And then we've got, like, and not like, we have got, in fact, chicken tender burgers or something. (laughs) It's like a chicken tender burger that they are eating. And he's like, this is one mondu. And you know, I'm ready for this because I love love. And the daughters are like, oh, okay. Um, we don't feel good about this because we don't know this person. And they're like, don't worry. He's like, don't worry. I know this person. So they get on <laughs> FaceTime with this person. Like, we also, you also knew our mom and <laughs> that it. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. So then the, the, the bomb is dropped that this is not the first addict that he has been in a relationship with. In fact, the girl's mother was on drugs for a lot of their life. And then there was a divorce. There was a custody battle. There was a man who chose to leave being a professional peacekeeper to being a truck driver. And as soon as he said that he left the business of policing to be a truck driver, I knew exactly what had happened to those children. He wasn't there. He left them with his mother, their Mima, and Mima raised those kids while he was a truckin'. And this man has the audacity to say to us on national television that he got so used to being on the road and being in different places and not being around his kids that when he was around them, he was annoyed and uncomfortable and didn't want to be there and was miserable, basically. Yeah, he's like, uh, from, you know, he's that, those people we've been following from last season that, like, had all the kids and, you know, hated them pretty much and, like, was, you know, now hasn't, has that new one and Abby's mom. Anyway, what are those people's names? Um, <clears throat> at one point, he said, you know who I'm talking about. Abby's mom? Who's the guy that looks like, looks like he was in the Oh, Sean. He's very Sean, Sean in that way. Yes. Us, they're like, you're giving up a family. He's like, he keeps saying, he's like, at four times, he's like, so you guys, I'm just going to move. I'm going to, we're going to move to, I'm going to move to Rome. I'm going to move to Rome, Rome, Georgia. And it's always funny to me when like, there's like a name of something that it's like, I'm moving to Paris, 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 Texas. You're just like, oh, yeah, it's so funny to me. Rome, Rome, Georgia. Uh, but yeah, it's four hours away. And those those two girls were just like, oh yeah, so just like abandoning us, just like how you created the shit and then abandoned us in that situation. You're just going to do it again. Is that what your whole thing is? He's like, yes. But before that, he says, at any point, if I felt like this was some kind of sham or flim fam, I'm outing 5,000. And that sentence was like, did AI create that sentence for you? Like you as a 75 year old man, He's not 75. Put five, put put together in your mind at any point if I felt that like this was some <laughs> kind of sham or flim flam. He's not so- which that I don't care, but I know you're right. What? But that part makes sense. And then he says, I'm Audi 5000 as if he's D from fucking Clueless. He's like, see you, I'm Audi 5000, share, like, you know, see you like in Russo's. You know, like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, that's bananas to me but yeah that they had a video call and he's so pushy with this video call he's like i have two daughters here like here britney britney's like hey and he's like okay well the first one ha- you know is here and she's like hi britney's like you're so beautiful and she's like cool uh just want to know like why you're there she's like possession i have a problem and then like that's when the- and then the younger one didn't want to say anything and she's like well i have a thing and he's like well here comes my younger one because i knew she would she's a good girl she's my da- daughter's you know she's my little baby or whatever he says he's so we get a real fuck face narcissist uh, yeah. a vibe from him in the, where 
the first episode was more just like cuckold pussy mm-hmm. whipped you know like sad boy then you get oh narcissistic man but then you also get this like idea also like are you also not doing drugs i i get there's this man thing that likes female druggies because there is this kind of man will prey on women that they can consider to be needy in some way you know because it puts them in a certain power position like in my mind i want to know is he on drugs and he just doesn't we don't that's why he he, for some reason is high functioning or he just literally is a sober person always wanting to be around druggy women which is so confusing to me because like it's annoying to be sober with anyone that's even remotely tipsy (laughs) you know like what i don't get like but yeah i think i think it goes back to what i said is like there's his i think that he is so uh he has self-esteem issues, his insecurity is so that he somehow subconsciously knows that he, he has a better chance of being with a woman that needs him because she needs money or she's been dealt something in life or whatever. And it's just, it's a fucked up situation either way. You know what, Chris, you're absolutely right. And on that note, let's go on ahead and take a commercial. Okay. And so we're back. And yeah, Chris, that was a very poignant. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm poignant. You know, yeah. Very, very poignant um, point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poignant he's definitely, view. He's mm-hmm. definitely a captain. But here's the one thing I will say is that his daughters, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought they were much younger than 24 and 25. And I said, good for you and whatever oil of ole moisturizer you are using at this time. The girl who was sitting on the cabinet or sitting on the counter, I thought she was at least a teenager. And when she said she was 24 years old, you could have knocked me over with a feather. And that other one was 25 years old. And I said, okay, they have, they are basically Irish twins and they have gone through a lot together. And this father is thinking that he is completely absolved of all of his choices and what happened and what he did and what he didn't do, but the choices he made that led to the outcomes that they had to deal with is like, oh, wow, this is a Gen X who has really messed up his children's lives, but it is always interested in moving on and being, you know, what he needs to be for himself. And that is moving on with Brittany. And Brittany, when she finds out that, she, that he didn't really take care of his daughters because the daughters spilled the tea, Brittany calls back afterwards. And he's trying to be like, oh, my good-for-nothing daughters who are so ungrateful about their upbringing have a lot to say about me. And the daughter's like, let me the phone. He gets, She gets the phone and she's like, listen, my father did not take care of us, okay? He left us to the wolves, a.k.a. my grandmother, and he went about his, his merry business. And we have some problems with that. So it's a little weird for us that he's going to come out and take care of your four children, and I was here for their feelings about all of that because, you know, a lot of people tend to move on when they've done those that they brought into this world dirty. So that's all I have to say about them. Chris, anything else? Yeah, you know, they, they still have the grace to give the man cookies. So, yeah, let's move on. Okay, next couple that we are going to talk about are Chris and Jade. This is the episode where we feel like Jade, there is some gold digging and we realize that the only reason that she may or may not be with him is because of the money. And she kind of wants nothing to do with the like consequences of dealing with somebody who's giving her money from behind bars. Chris. 
Yeah, like, you know, it, it's very boring, okay? Because it feels fake. So I don't even care. Like, we'll talk about their stupid, like, whatever they're fucking doing, like, dune bugging or whatever the fuck they say. I don't care. Stupid sis, stupid sister. And her dumb, dumb outfit with this name and his face all over it. But what is very telling is when she drops the fact that she does social TikTok reels and the entire TikTok reel is about the fact that she's a prison wife and the aesthetic that the prison wife lifestyle somehow affords her the lifestyle of like a, 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 a like um upper class housewife like it's that kind of like this is my day like the average day of a prison housewife like i write my man a letter like hey babe you know like and then she like you know kisses it she puts it in and then she's like and then i get my nails done and then i like hang out here you know first of all i want to know in these tiktoks does it show him calling you incessantly like we're seeing i don't know like is that like is it like you try to do this tiktok and then your phone's ringing because he's like blowing you up and you have to be like whatever you want babe just please put money in my bank account like i all of it. And then half of me is like, well, that's not what I, that's not, I feel like what half or let or more of what other people experience as jail wives. Every part of it was just like, I know I want to watch it. God damn it. She kind of got me. I'd like, I'd rather watch Jade's TikToks every now and then than watch her on this season. Oh, absolutely. Chris, you're absolutely 100% correct. She is very much kind of posing for the audience and the world about what it's like being a prison wife. And I, here's the truth. He complains um, over speakerphone how she doesn't answer the phone and he deserves a little respect by her answering the phone. But what I don't hear from her is a, babe, we spoke on the phone this morning from eight to 12. How can you say that I'm taking up or you're taking up all of my time or like whatever, right? So the fact is that I'm more inclined to believe him and that he's unable to get through to her for most of the day until she deigns to pick up the phone. And if that's the case, then he's right. But she wants to make it seem like he's this like obsessive. I need to talk to you 24 hours a day. I need to be on the phone with you 17 hours, you know, before breakfast. And I'm starting to feel like maybe she's a little shady in that where she won't answer him in the morning because she hasn't had her coffee. Then she won't answer him because she's running errands. And then finally in the middle of the day when she's like writing dune buggies with her sister, she can deign to answer the phone. And in that, I would I respect his request, but we don't know what the truth is and she'll never tell us. Wow, have you ever come across either A, her TikTok or anything in the realm of the TikTok point of view of a, of a prison wife or like that. The truth is, is that if, if I have, I wouldn't have watched it. Because, like, there's nothing you can tell me to glorify it. Yeah, I mean, but, but okay, I understand your point of view completely. But having now <laughs> seen that, are you are you interested? Oh, yes. Whoop. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. 24,000 subscribers on TikTok. I'm gonna look her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look. I, I, I mean, yes. Sorry, I can't talk to one. I want to do it with you. It's like I'm so excited to say it. I want to do it. I want to make it alive. Like I also feel like there should be like some sort of like bonus episode where it's just us reacting to the TikToks of uh, people in the shark world. Oh, we can do that. Like Rasman. Huh? Yeah, we can do Rasman. I mean, listen, we could even do, and I don't know if you want to do it. We could either do Tam. We can even do Tammy from the Slatten Sisters. Because she's always on the TikTokies. And I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? You know. Anyways, so. Um, Wait, who? Tammy from the Slatin Sisters. The um, Thousand Pound Sisters. 
Oh, I didn't know you watched. I I don't watch that, and so I didn't know that you did. Oh. I don't watch that. Okay. Well, I I do. I guess I like <laughs> catch up on them. Okay. Um, Thousand Pound Sisters, Amy and Tammy. Uh, Amy is like has a baby, and anyways, there's that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I just okay. divulged a secret about myself that my friend didn't know. So here we are, you know. I wouldn't, I can't even believe that you like refer to them as their last, like, you would have to be like the people like from Thousand Pounds or something or other for me to even know. And then the fact that there's two of them and they're their last name is how they go at, like, I, you know, like as if they're the Silva twins. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I, I literally, you said Statler sisters or whatever you said. And I was like, please make it make sense. And so I just was like, Silva twins. No, it's something like I just wanted to. But it's not. So, but yeah, that's so interesting. So uh, do you want to move on to Asanta and Ranika? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is also, you know, crazy wazies, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, they know what they're doing. Like, they know that like, they can all go and play Jenga and that's going to be a metaphor for the, for how delicate she has to like play things and how she's being very risky by moving her whole life and her daughters to go out and be with him. And it all might tumble if she makes the wrong move, even though that he offers her friendship. Everyone in the, is listening to my microphone. Like this is the worst choice possible to make and put your voice down. I get it. But like, you know, she's just like, I want friendship. She, it does that sings the very true song that we have heard many sharp people sing of just like this person wakes up and uh, text me. And so I start my day being like, I have a friend in this world that makes me feel good. And I don't want to give that up. Not for anything, not for a pop of my delusion. I will stay in it, honey. Don't, don't take me from it. I don't care if he's gay. What's gay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, like she won't do it. You know, huh? she, she truly won't. And here's the truth. I've never a seen black people play Jenga. And to see it in public at whatever place this is where I guess you can go and play games as an adult is cool. And I'm happy to see Black people doing things that I don't normally see them do on, on TV. Next, her daughter. Now, her daughter has some really thick eyebrows. And these eyebrows are the eyebrows of today where you would just buy some gel and like get them like lacquered or whatever shellacked down very thick very cindy crawford from like the 90s and i un unfortunately met a place in my life where my eyelashes and eyebrows will never be as thick or as big as this daughter's eyelashes in order to have the current mode of fashion of eyelashes and eyebrows be a thing now next her sister is named shakola her name is Renika. So this was like African-American, like making a culture and names. And I love to see it. The next thing is that she's telling these people that she's going off and doing whatever she wants to do with this man. And they are very skeptical and do not believe it. And we are, I mean, we are along with her and them. We see a scene where she's like dancing for him. And she's like, are you tricking me? Are you with other people? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, hmm, he's supposedly getting out in a week. So here's the thing, Chris. We see them and we see her on Love After Lockup and she's going to pick him up. And in this, we see that she's moving to Atlanta and he's about to get out in a week. So is her storyline just like two weeks, three weeks? Ooh, good call. Well, you know, it's like she's, she's on it. She's the sharp Sherlock Holmes. Um, yeah, her dancing in this red lingerie. Uh, she, she, 
he wants to smack it. Uh, he has an iPhone, which is like not, you know, how did he get one? Because, you know, he's in prison. He shouldn't have one. He has one. He just gets one. And it's not a problem. You know, it, it, it goes also back to a little bit like Jade and Chris. Like, I don't quite understand how Chris has access to a phone that goddamn much. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, isn't there just like some phone times and not always phone times? Like, there is there just, you can always literally be on the phone at some point. I mean, that's just, is it just about money? Anyway, so, um... So, yeah, I, I feel mostly bad for uh, her daughters, you know, because I don't think this is a smart decision. And um, it's always fun to watch people make bad choices. And it's always horrible to watch them make it with uh, other people's lives in their hands. That's all I have to say about them. Yeah, that's all I have to say, too. Let's move on to Britney Spears and Kara. <laughs> Not Spears, but just spelled like Spears. Mm-hmm. Um what an interesting choice to use the name Karak. I don't like it. Yeah, you know, there's, I don't know. I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where it is. You know, I, I it's don't hard. not like it. It's hard for the English, American English, like vernacular, Karak. I would just rather call him Rock. Yes. It, it reminds me of Sirak. Yes. I but, mean, and then he, so Sirach, sorry, Kurok has a friend named Eb, okay? And Eb is like wearing at one point a Balenciaga shirt and then just like some other coat. And then, you know, Eb is going to go hang out with, of course, Brittany and then Brittany's BFF since they've been 15, Shayla. Mm-hmm. They're going to go kart racing. Go kart, go, sorry, go kart racing. They're going to go, go kart racing. <laughs> uh but anyway, um, so a lot of, by the way, just themes of, you know, like fast vehicles, a lot of fast vehicle, uh, you know, excursions, you know, it's the sharp producers have to like think of some new ones, you know. Um, anyway, so they are there and then it's like, oh, we're all hanging out. Like we can do the thing we can always do, which is FaceTime our boo. Because, you know, as I said, like it just seems that there's no rhyme or reason or any sort of like a <laughs> protocol on that. I don't know. You know, I'm sounding, so, I don't know if, by the way, am I sounding like, super conservative saying that like we are prison people should always have their you know i don't know i don't know you know like i'm sorry if this sounds like i should be like they don't deserve the phone they of course deserve their phone but just like doesn't the show make you feel like well one person definitely uh a santa just has a phone but like yeah they just definitely feel like yeah they're all teens they are like their faces are in screen time you know yeah no i mean i think i know what you're saying and i I after watching Love After Lockup for so long, I have realized that some folks are in more maximum security situation, and some folks, the folks they get for love during lockup, are in more or less maximum or more like nah, security, you know. And they're able to kind of do whatever they want to do, depending on the crime and depending on if it's county, if it's state, if it's federal. So for for them. You know, we start off with her and the best friend and his best friend, I guess, who has the most amazing four dreads. And I'm like, good for you for shaping your dreads in the manner that they are. And we talk about them cheating on each other and how Karak cheated on her because he got separated. And she cheated on him because she went to a party when she got out and they were already broken up. So it's more of that where they're trying to convince us as the audience member that someone's in the fault for quote unquote cheating. 
and um her bestie who's like i don't ever want my friend to go back to prison so i hope that she does everything correctly when you know karak gets out of prison and the next scene we have is karak with his family and this one family member who just holds this red mug and he in every scene whether it be inside the house or outside the house has this red mug and so are we supposed to believe that this man has just tea on deck or is it hennessy you know what i mean Hmm. I don't think we're supposed to know. Well, I don't think we're supposed to know. Okay. Uh, some from column A, some from column B. I personally don't think, I think it's fucked up that Karak cheated on her because literally this is what it was. Karak did something and I don't know if it's like, I don't know what he did, but like somehow got in sol- solitary confinement and then was then cheated on her just because he was so horny because he was there for a month and then so he had to fuck the first thing that happened even though they were in love like that's like what i feel like it is like also you're in prison together you know whatever comes so the second thing is is that she cheated and they were broken up but it feels like but she feels like in her heart she didn't but then at one point She's like, but we're going to make it work. And I'll tell you why. Look at this $4,000 ring. Like she uses the fact that she has a $4,000 ring to be um, the reason why either they're going to make it or not. I can't like, I can't, you know, so I have to tell you this. This is probably one of the most immature things in my life. Cause I want to be like, okay, logically, are you telling me that no people with rings more than $4,000 ever divorce? I mean, yeah. Okay. If it's four thousand dollars, it's meant to be for the rest of your life. Uh, do you do you know what makes I'm such a bitch, Brittany? I'm such a bitch, Brittany. If you're listening to this right now, and I'm gonna say this right now, I need you to like get a little bit off your high horse. I really do, because I need you to know something right now. Like I know you live in this fantasy world where you don't care if you like scam people or fuck people over for money. You'll like set up someone, you know, to get robbed, and you don't seem to have any remorse for that, even though you were in prison, because you definitely don't care that. Karak might be fucking over people to give you money and you're so proud of your $4,000 ring. And I'll tell you this right now, bitch, $4,000 wedding ring ain't shit. <gasps> Babe, it ain't shit. <gasps> That's nothing. Okay. Now I'll tell you this right now. I'm not saying it's a bad number, but what I'm saying is it's definitely nothing to hang your goddamn high hat horse on. High hat horse. Horse high hat. The highest hat that you can wear while riding a horse. A top hat. It's a top hat made out of suede. So not only are you on a horse with a top hat, the top hat is made out of suede, bitch, for that $4,000. Chill. Because you should be bragging about a $10,000 ring, a $25,000 ring, a $40,000 don't brag about the don't brag about the the number of your ring period 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 but to your best friend don't even think about bringing it up unless it's over a hundred thousand a hundred thousand dollars there's just nothing there's nothing to say unless it is there's nothing to say unless it is for a ring or if you want a carrot when you're talking about a carrot I mean, you're talking about I mean, a diamond i just are you like, talking and, about and a high quality diamond ring or that you want to brag to someone about 
I don't know because I have no idea how much anyone would spend on me. Could you I'm imagine not... if somebody bought me a hundred? Th- no, could you? You could. You could imagine if someone <laughs> brought you a hundred thousand dollar ring, right? And then he's also crying at the altar as you're walking down. This is the same person. <laughs> That's why I'm not married. <laughs> I don't care. I'm too, I don't care. I'll be fabulous and single for the rest of my life, like that Me virgin too. queen or like whatever. Like yeah, whatever. Like the one that painted herself in white. Honey, and yeah. she ruled the land. Whatever that one yeah. is, that, is that Victoria? I don't, I don't know, know who it was, is, but it's me. It's Wahima. Elizabeth, I'm not quite yet. See, it's Elizabeth. Yeah, it's yeah, Christine. Like... It's Christine, and it's yeah. Wahima. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I think that's it, right? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, she goes to the house. She she wants pizza. <laughs> she gets up to get pizza. Her the brother tells her, him that she's been out since two or three in the morning. She comes back and he's like, "You've been out since two or three in the morning." She's like, "I got a work boo." And he's like, "Listen, if your grades slip." You're quitting that job. And I like the way it ended. Yeah, I well, yeah, I like the fact that, I mean, anytime that anyone's like, you know, I want to be able to take care of you. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's a nice, it is a nice moment to have. So yeah. I appreciated yeah. it. I appreciated it too. Um, I think that's it, right? That's a man. That's a real man. And I mean this, that is a real man taking care of this woman. That's what I feel too. I know. Okay, that Candace is named Karak. It doesn't roll off the American English tongue. Yeah. Mm, Well. Uh, Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if she just called him Rock, it'd be hella hot. Okay. So uh, next time. So you guys, we're gonna keep on chugging. Love you guys so much. Um, If you want to follow us on our social medias, you know that we have them. We are at Docu Sweeties on Instagram. We are at Docu Sweeties on TikTok, and we are at Docu Sweeties one on Twitter. And we'll tell you this right now. We're very excited to have our good friend Gabby helping us with our social media. And um, I, th- I think that if you haven't followed us on social media, you should absolutely do so because we have a fun thing. We have like upped our game and our content and we are so excited for it. So it's a great time to join us there uh, freely. And if you also can give us five stars if you haven't yet, we're, we'd be fans for life of you. Um, well, tell them, also- tell them more. Um, in order to have somebody as awesome as Gabby to help us do things, we have a Patreon, which is $10 a month. It has exclusive content like a live every first Monday of the month, not this Monday, but next Monday, as well as you get the episode and 24 hours before anyone else does and other like cool little fun things. So if you would like to support us to pay Gabby. <laughs> um and jean marie (laughs) and jean marie we would love it ten dollars a month patreon.com slash docu sweeties it's a riot it's a good time and you're helping a small business other than that i mean we will talk to you later girl (laughs) Bye. bye